It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstel. And we are live. Welcome back to Car con Carne. I'm James Van Alstel. Still doing it from home, but not for much longer. The plan is to get back in the car, do things on location as God intended, as Carcon Carne intended next month, as we're kind of coming to the end of all this mess and madness. So I, I took last week off. It was the first week Carcon Carne has been off in literal years. I figured after going nightly during the pandemic, I deserved some sort of some sort of reward at the end of the rainbow. So that was it. Uh, we're back this week. Lots of stuff coming up, which I'll tell you about shortly. I also wanted to tell you about a couple other podcast related things that I'm involved with. First off is the Music of Chicago podcast. This is a new podcast approaching episode number seven. It is Chicago music in podcast form. And I hear what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. Music doesn't get played in podcasts. There's no way to do it. Legally, you can't pull that off. A podcast is a mechanical download. Therefore, you can't play music in a podcast unless you have permission from the person who owns the publishing rights, which is exactly true. And that's exactly what I have. Every song you hear on the Music of Chicago podcast has been generously provided for play on the Music of Chicago by the people who wrote the songs and own the publishing rights, which makes it super cool, unique, and it's all local music. Music of Chicago podcast. Also, I just started producing a podcast for my friends at Double Door. The Double Door podcast is live. It is out there. Episode two drops tomorrow, Tuesday, the 12th. Biweekly episodes from the new location of Double Door. As you know, Double Door, premier entertainment venue in Chicago. Well, it was unceremoniously removed from its Wicker Park location. There were some landlord issues. Double Door is being reborn in the uptown area. It's Wilson and Broadway. And it's cool to kind of follow what they're doing behind the scenes to get this new building up and running, knocking down walls, talking to contractors, dealing with aldermen, getting everything lined up for the new Double Door. And the space looks ridiculous. You can see the videos online and on social. The podcast episodes you can get on Apple, Google, et cetera. And of course, on DoubleDoor.com. I cannot wait for you to see and see shows at this venue. So back to Carcon Carne, we're we're right back at it. Yes, I took last week off. Tomorrow, uh, Raul Benitez, who is a curator, a programmer for the Chicago International Film Festival. He curates the After Dark series. He'll be joining me. Also coming up, Nathan Graham, Lucky Boy's Confusion, talking about this year's songs from a scene shows. Uh, Des Money, Eddie Money's Kid, will be on the show. And coming soon, the return of Thelonious Monk, comedian Thelonious Monk, just in time for Hazani's appearance. Last time we heard Monk on this show is episode 38, and we're well into the 670s at this point. So it's been a bit. As for now, as for right now, this very moment, it is that time of year. It is Halloween season. It is spooky time. It's a time we all love. It's pumpkin spice season, but it's horror season. And joining me today is Brian Coop. Brian is the man. He is the senior general manager of the old Juliet Haunted Prison Haunted House and 13th floor Chicago, two fantastic haunted houses that I recently visited, uh, really mainstays on the spooky landscape of the Chicago area. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. I know this is your busy time. Yeah, it is, but it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks. So I want to talk. I've been to both places recently. I have many thoughts and observations. Before we get there, I, I mentioned the pandemic. It's obviously still top of mind. For visitors of the haunts, what do they need to know about COVID-related mitigation or concerns? 
Well, first and foremost, um, a haunted house is kind of by nature, surprisingly, a very uh, COVID safe environment because they are linear by nature. You are um, kind of segregated from other people, you know, at, at social distance, kind of just by the nature of what the uh, the experience is. Right, because people um, are and, their entry is staggered. Exactly. I mean, that's how haunted houses have to function. Right. You know. Um, and then, of course, we're following all local and state mandates. So masks are um, worn by all actors indoors um, and required by all staff. We have masks on site if customers show up and they need a mask. Um, you know, we have event staff enforcing those regulations. Um, and uh, a lot of the waiting areas, for instance, at both locations are all outdoors. So you spend a portion of it you know, out in open air. And at the haunted prison, like half the show is outside. So. Right. I, you know, for years, for years, Brian, I, I thought I hated haunted houses and I realized it's just because I went to shitty haunted houses. <laughs> there, there, there's a difference between a park district run haunted house and something the likes of what you're doing. And I think maybe there are other people who've had the same experience. Like oh, that wasn't very cool. And the actors were a little inappropriate or weird. Like this is so buttoned up, but at the same time, still so immersive. It, it feels like going into either of these 200 houses, it feels like walking onto a Hollywood set. That's exactly what we go for. And I would also like to just, you know, preface this by saying, I hear what you're saying uh, about other haunted houses. I love personally all haunted houses. I think there is a place for all types of haunted houses, big haunted houses, small haunted houses, and places like us, which are, you know, a very unique entity in the world of the, you know, the haunted attraction industry. There's nobody else that has, you know, 15 haunted houses all across the country. There's nobody else that operates like, you know, a full corporation with mm -hmm. tons of people everywhere that devote their entire lives to making these big budget, high production value haunted houses but I appreciate the compliment very much. So I guess that leads to the question, what makes a good haunted house? If you're a fan of, you're a fan of it all, but for me, it's that immersion. It's that feeling that I am in this world. I am walking Agreed. into a movie. Agreed. And that's, uh, that's what I think 13 floor entertainment group specializes in. And that's what we strive for in all of our haunted houses. We have people working year round to craft interesting theatrical stories that we can then, you know, theme out uh, an entire walkthrough experience. That thematic um, element goes into costume design. It goes into makeup design. It goes into scenic design. And I mean, I'm not kidding. We have people that, I mean, are working that, you know, their day jobs, we're working in movies, we're working in theater, we're working in other similar adjacent industries. Um, I mean, this is what we do. This is what we live for. And that's, I mean, that's absolutely our thing to make that immersive environment. You are, you know, the soundtrack, the sound design, yes. you are in it from the, the minute you set foot on site, you are, we try to transport you into that world completely. Just, just waiting in line to get in at 13th floor. I'm like, it looks like I'm about to enter a real house. Like just standing there. I'm like, I feel like I'm on a, a spooky street and I'm about to enter some place I should not go into. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, the facade, the, the work around it, it's just, it's, it's really thoughtfully done. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, the uh, 13th floor Chicago and uh, the old Joliet haunted house, obviously I'm partial to, they're my babies, but um, man, it was a, a whirlwind to get those. We didn't intend on producing both shows from the ground up in the same year, but COVID complicated everything. The prison was supposed to open last year. 
So it was, it was just a mad rush. Everybody, so many people just busting their butts to, to op- open both of these simultaneously. But man, am I proud of, of what they accomplished, what the teams did. Like, I think they look incredible. I'm so proud of them. Well, let's talk about the prison because this sure. is, this is a truly one of a kind experience. I mean, you're, you're driving yeah. into Joliet, the street to get there kind of desolate and dark on one side, you have the big prison grounds. And then on the other side, it's another part of the prison facility. Yeah. This is a legit, I'm not kidding around converted prison. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's hardly anything else like it in the world. I, I, from, from an insurance perspective, how hard was that to pull off? Uh, hard. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely difficult to make happen. Um, you know, we, we walk in there and I mean, first it's just, it's breathtaking seeing it, right? This, this epic old, uh, abandoned prison, this architecture, the likes of which you just don't the see anymore. The, the prison yeah. yard that the, you have this, the it's like all gothic going. looking, yes. you know, it looks like a castle. Um, so, you know, we walk in there and we see, you know, the paint peeling off the walls and these just old decrepit cells. And it's like, this is what we spend countless hours and thousands of dollars replicating when we make haunted houses. And then we had to clean it all up and then replicate it. Well, I love both haunts that we're talking about today, but there is something about that old haunted, that old Juliet haunted prison, because as you're walking through it, you're walking past actual cells. And so yeah. beyond the actual attraction, beyond the actors were, were, you know, living out their lives, unfortunately, that's it. So I, I've got, I've got all senses clicking because I'm, I'm paying attention to the actors and the scenery that's created. And of course the soundtrack in the background, the mood, the, all, the, all the senses are engaged. But by the, at the same time, I'm very aware that I'm walking past cells, these very tiny rooms, which are these soul crushing, horrible little spaces, realizing that yes, people lived decades in there and never, never saw anything better for the rest of their lives. And there's that crushing yeah. reality of, Oh my God, this is, this is everyone's nightmare. Being in a prison right. is everyone's nightmare. And just having all this going on in that setting is like next level to me. And there's even, I mean, and there's all sorts of, you know, dark historical facts about, you know, cause it was just, it's been there for so long, you know, there's civil war stuff that happened on site. There's there, I mean, there were children that were raised in the prison by inmates, like just, a lot of stuff went down on site, you know, and it, it's hard not to get a sense of just like that stuff just soaking into the walls, you know? Oh, for sure. And, and the fascinating thing, I didn't even realize there was a part two to the, the prison tour. So we yeah. come out of the prison. I think we're done. I'm like, oh, no, there's another area. Oh, it's the prison yard. Oh, we're going to shoot zombies in the prison yard. Because, <laughs> I mean, what else would you do in the prison yard? So it's, it's like laser tag, but you're issued a, a, a rifle, basically, yeah. and you're going through this labyrinth in the prison yard. You've got the searchlight overhead and zombies come out and you have to shoot them in the head because that's how you kill a zombie. I thought that was, I've never experienced anything like that. That was the coolest. And those did you see some of like the old weights and stuff, those rusty like weights that were sitting there and there was like some metal tables and stuff in there. I, I couldn't concentrate on that. No, I was looking for <laughs> zombies. I, 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 was, I was trying to watch my six. I, I, well, for those of you that haven't gone yet that are listening or watching, and if you if you get a chance to go back, um, those there are the weight sets and you know the basketball hoop and the the tables and stuff that was all there. Like we're just using the stuff that was left over from when the prison was open. One thing I've always wondered, 
could something like this, like a haunted house, exist 365 days a year? Does it have to be seasonal? Um, I, in my opinion, for the most part, yeah. Um, as much as I would love to open, you know, run this haunted house every single day of the year, um, I, I don't think we're there yet. I don't know if we'll necessarily ever be there. I don't know if there's a demand for it. I think it's, I think people look forward to having this like special thing to do during our favorite time of year. Yeah. Right. And that it's almost like, you know, kind of muddying the water to try to do it all the time. Now, that being said, I think there are other ways to, to enjoy it throughout the year. Like we do a Christmas event, we mm-hmm. do a Valentine's event where we'll theme out the haunted house, you know, for those seasons. And I think that's also a really fun way to, you know, celebrate the season. I went to the Christmas one a couple of years ago, which was just Krampus. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 That was fantastic. Well, let's talk about 13th floor, a new location this year. You're on river road. Yep. I, I, I'm going to use the word immersive again. It really does feel like you're walking down these old streets and walking through a graveyard. It feels really, it, it's like wandering through a movie set and it's the coolest, Excellent. like having that feeling that just being able to detach yourself from the reality of every day. Like I'm in this world now. It's such a, it's a, it's a real thrill. It's a real exciting feeling to do that. Oh, I love hearing that. I'm glad that's what, that's what your experience was. Cause that's exactly what we strive for. I'm going to ask you something that you're not going to answer, but I, it drives me crazy. There's a room and I've, I've experienced this before at 13th floor. There's a room where just the rules of gravity seem to go away. And it's the most confounding thing I've ever experienced where you have to hold on to a railing just to make it around the room. What's going on there? Um, what I will tell you is that it's a lot less complicated than you I'm think. Sure. I'm sure. But it's, it's, it's also one of my favorite rooms. It's often one of people's favorite rooms. It's as you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Right. And one of the things that we love to do, it always seems to be like fan favorite is creating, you know, not only do we want to have a, that theme going throughout the attraction? Right. And, and have it make sense. You know, it's not just like, here's one random room and here's another random room. Like they all belong together in the same world. There's a story, there's a narrative being told from, you know, the first you know room you walk into to the end of the haunted attraction. Right. But throughout that, we want to create rooms that are unforgettable, right? They don't just look cool. They're not just lit cool, sound cool. They got a cool character, cool actor, some sort of awesome prop, right? But for there to be those kind of memorable things that you've never experienced anywhere else that really stick with you. You know, there's that room, there's there's the swamp that you go through, right? Yeah, that, that, that's, you put a new spin on that for this year. Uh, same like technical execution, but different scares and, and approach. Uh, I, exactly. without describing too much, I mean, you literally recreate walking through a swamp. Yep. W- without and one of my fear favorite of parts about that new, uh, layout and the new like redesign of that, that favorite room of ours was I really wanted to make, um, a fun, um, scene right before that room, that swamp that yes. kind of made sense thematically, yep. right? That kind of got you into the mood. And that's where the inspiration for that, like nautical swamp shack came from before you go into that, uh, the laser swamp. The more I go to your places and haunts in general, the more I've taught myself to take my time. I, I think a lot of people rush through it because they're scared. It's scary. Sure. Being able to kind of walk slowly through it and really take in 
the visuals. I mean, there's some cool animatronic stuff happening. There are just cool display things. If you can do it, if you have the disposition, try to take it all in as you're walking through because there's so many little details. Yeah. I mean, like you said with the prison yard, there's stuff I missed there, but I, I was I, I had a gun, I, I had a job to do. But when you're right. walking through a haunted house like 13th floor, like take take it all in because there's a lot of energy put into that. So I, I, I and you like absolutely should like it. There's there's Easter eggs. There's so much little detail that we try to cram into every single scene that we make. There's you know like there's for instance the address of one of the buildings in the street was the first haunted house that I worked at. One of the founding locations of this company, House of Torment in Austin, Texas. Its original location. That's the address of the building. Like little things like that because we just. Like all of us that work on, uh, you know, in this company and work, you know, do this year round, we all do it because we're kids at heart and we're just passionate about haunted houses and Halloween. You know, we just, we love it. And we love to cram little details like that in, but it's kind of a privilege to have the opportunity to take your time because if you go to a haunted house and not just ours, but like any haunted house, if you go to them on a Friday or a Saturday night, particularly before Halloween, you are not going to have the opportunity right. to take your time. Because, you know, people, a lot, everyone wants to go on those nights. So the lines can get so long that we have to get people into the haunted sure. house, like relatively quick, but we don't want people, it's like an art form, right? You don't want people bumping into the group in front of them or having the group behind them catch up, right? But you also but don't want to have people balance. waiting outside in line for four hours just to get into the haunted house, right? So it's like right. a tightrope that you have to walk. So if you want the opportunity to enjoy the detailed sets and really immerse yourself in the narrative. I highly recommend going on an earlier in the season night, yep. a weekday night, and more often than not on those nights, the tickets are cheaper too. So it's kind of a win-win. And you said it, it, it's a delicate thing because you have to keep people staggered enough so that the group following another group doesn't see what's coming ahead. Exactly. The, the scares that happen to the group in front of them are spoiled if right. people are, are coming in too tightly. Right. It's a tricky thing. It, when you said all of us referring to people working there, all of you are kids at heart. When you say all of you, it's a lot of you because I, just looking at front of house, people running it and all the different actors, that's a lot of bodies working these two places. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Cause it's, it's, there are, there are like core people on the team at, you know, the individual local locations, you know, like my seasonal managers, you know, certain, uh, event staff, actors, security members that we've been doing this together for years, like for the better part of a decade in this case, for instance, in Chicago, um, you know, we love working together. We're all, you know, close outside of work. It's awesome. It's like a, a little like community with a shared interest. Um, but there's also a ton of people. It's a seasonal job, right? That this is, they, they come in, they work, you know, for the season and then we never see them again. So it's like crazy to go from, during the off season, it's Wait, me you never, you never see them people. again. You never see them again. Are they dead Sometimes. after the season? <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I go from having hundreds of employees to like a week later, I've got, you know, a handful. And then we go to open up for a special event and then I've got hundreds of employees again. So how's this year been? I mean, I know last year was, was what it was. Were there nerves heading into the season Oper operating the hunts? Operating the haunts, not at all, um, because we got through 2020. Um, we were open and not a single person got sick. 
Um, you know, we, we went above and beyond um, with our safety precautions and our clean team and doing everything we could to make it as safe as possible. So going into this season, we already, you know, we knew what we were doing. We knew how to do it. And we, we had proof that we could do it hundred percent safe. Um, so I wasn't worried about that aspect. It was more so like, man, I've got two new haunted houses to get up and running. Yeah. And uh, every day that goes by is like, okay. Oh, sure. This is event planning to the nth degree. Yeah. Well, you gotta, I, and you got to, you know, fine tune everything. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work if it's not operating like a well-oiled machine. And you got oh, to think sure. about every little thing, try to plan for everything that could possibly go wrong and then prepare for it, have a plan for it, have everything set up because, you know, you have thousands and thousands of people coming through the haunted house. So, you know, what can happen will happen and you need to be ready. So, all right. The, the prison in Joliet, the old Joliet haunted prison, that's at 401 Woodruff in Joliet. I mean, seriously, if you drop, Joliet prison into ways you'll get there. Uh, but I love it. You can plan the night around it. You can have like a bowl of pasta and a beer before going, going into the haunted house. Yeah. The food truck, chef Jerry, <laughs> he's amazing. So you absolutely need to come hungry. I was blown away when I tried to food for the first time. We, we lucked out getting Jerry and his food truck. I, I was walking to the gate. I'm like, why do I smell good food? <laughs> like where, where's that coming from? It's the calls coming from inside the house. It was right there. It was right there. Yeah. In the haunted house. I might get like, uh, you know, like canceled for this, but I will say hands down, that was the best Italian beef I've ever had in my life. Interesting. I'm not ashamed to say it. I mean, dangerous stuff to say, especially as the 13th floor locations, maybe 15 minutes from Johnny's, but we all have our opinions. So that's for you, chef Jerry, I'm going out on a limb for you. So, all right, that hauntedprison.com for that location, 13th floor, Chicago this year, located at 5050 river road in Schiller Park. Uh, I made an evening of it and went to Gene and Jude's down the street beforehand, then went to the Haunted House's Perfection. Um, and you can go to Holla Geeky afterwards and you can right. access a secret spooky menu if you're giving your 13th floor uh, ticket stub. I was just talking about that place. That's like the premier tiki place and there's a secret spooky menu. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm so glad they decided to partner up with us because I, I, I've loved Holly Geeky for years. Oh, that, really that totally cool. fits. That totally yeah. fits. Uh, so 13th floor Chicago dot com is the website for that and both haunts are open until when we are open until november 6th at the haunted prison and we are open until november 13th for 13th floor chicago also on those websites we're still hiring we'll hire all the way through the season at both locations so if anyone's interested in joining the team being one of the monsters working event out. staff yeah absolutely 13 floor chicago.com slash jobs haunted prison.com slash jobs amazing make amazing. a little extra money while working in an incredibly unique fun place oh yeah it looks so fun did i call you brian coop earlier my eyesight's terrible you did no worries it's cop. No, i just I, I i was looking on that screen my glasses are failing me i realize it's brian cop sorry my eyesight's terrible it's not a disrespect thing brian cop <laughs> senior general manager you should have you are not me. the first you will not be the last well i i you know it's years of broadcasting i don't like giving wrong information and this is truly just my you know my advanced age my failing eyes so brian cop <laughs> I, as it got as it got back in focus, I'm like, oh, I blew that one. Anyways, Brian Cobb, uh, senior general manager of both haunted houses, places I love. Thank you so much for doing this and uh, talking about me. And I'm so glad you liked the shows. Happy right. Halloween, everybody. <laughs>